and welcome to Media Mavens. This is episode 59. I'm Pam, and with me, as always, is Riley. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. It's a rainy day, so I'm not doing anything at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of happy about the rain. Mm. Got the air condition turn off, and I'm not boiling because yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a lot nicer. It's been mm-hmm. way too hot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so today, it's just the two of us again. Uh, going to talk about what we've been up to, as well as answer some listener questions. Uh, so what have you been doing since we last recorded? Um, <clears throat> I've been doing a couple things. Um, I downloaded um, a game called uh, Will, A Wonderful World uh, by wmy studios and i'd never never heard of them before it's like a a chinese developer um and this game is a it's in like a visual novel format Mm -hmm. um and you play uh like two i guess like higher we play like one higher being uh who um they her and her dog uh, work together to, um, like, hear uh, requests from people uh, down on Earth um, mm-hmm. who uh, are asking for, like, help in their daily lives and, like, decision, like, help with decisions and stuff that they have to make. And so uh, the format that that comes in is, like, letters, uh, letters to whichever deity they pray to and... You have to go through the letters and you can rearrange certain events in the letters to change the outcome. Um, the only thing that I have noticed about this game is it it struggles with uh, like letting you fail. Um, okay. Like you have kind of an unlimited amount of chances to like fix somebody's situation or change like an outcome and i don't know mm-hmm. if that's because of the mode that i picked because uh, there's like a more difficult mode that doesn't point out uh like which events can be changed mm-hmm. um and it also deals with some pretty heavy material uh and i didn't see any like warnings or anything for it on it so it's like it deals with like character suicide and that's like for example that's one of the things that you can prevent Mm -hmm. um and it deals with there's like some animal death in there too that you can prevent or change and child abuse and uh there's a little bit of sexuality stuff in there but it was kind of treated as uh, like a joke because it was a bonus ending on one of the letters where it was like um it was like this is a special ending it's not one that you can actually have in the game kind of deal hmm. um so i was like okay um but i i like the idea of the game um once you've I think I played for maybe like four or five hours um and I had a collection of like eight characters uh, and so far, uh, there's like maybe four connections between between all of them. Like two of them have a connection, two other ones have a connection, and and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, there is more characters, and then their connections will intersect too. And then, depending on what you've changed in somebody else's letter, sometimes two letters at once are linked. And you can take events from somebody else's letter and put them into another person's letter and change around, uh, like, the entire kind of scene that's been set. Okay. Um, Which, like, the mechanics are really cool. I think it just, maybe it struggles from, like, a translation problem, too, because it was translated from Chinese to English, and also it's been translated into Japanese and, I think, maybe Korean. Um, But... Yeah, I think there's like a little bit of a a language and probably a cultural uh, difference for mm-hmm. some of the things that are happening. Um, but 
it's like it's been pretty fun i think it was only like 10 bucks at the time so it's been a pretty good little like time waster <laughs> oh it looks cool i've just been looking at the screenshots on the steam page and mm-hmm. i like this little like flow chart yes and all of how they present it which is funny because i've actually been playing detroit which i'm not going to talk mm. about a whole lot but when the flow chart came up in detroit i was like oh this is stupid but when the, <laughs> when i saw the flow chart on this i was like "Ooh, cool <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> yeah it's it's neat and like it gets pretty complicated um I don't know, like, you can get different endings, like, it goes from, like, F to S rank, and S rank is, like, the top one, but um, a lot of the times it just, uh, like, it seems like the only outcome you can get to advance any of the story further has to be, like, an S rank, like, you have mm-hmm. to do it, like, properly, Perfectly. yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, like, there are multiple times when I should have been like stuck like for good because I couldn't figure out what was going on and then I went back to it and I figured it out and I was like oh okay I can do this but like I feel like that the game should allow for like a fail state where like at least on some characters but I don't like and maybe it does maybe I just haven't played far enough in yet but yeah but it's pretty good (laughs) Aside from, like, all of the horrible shit that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I haven't played too much this last couple weeks. I finished Vampire, which I really liked. I, um, I know a lot, most of the reviews of it have been kind of mediocre, but I found it very interesting. I really liked how the story played out and all the conversations and sort of social aspect to it. I found it could be a little bit, um, a little wordy at times. Like sometimes there were too many dialogue options, but I ended up uh, really liking the end of the game. Mm. Uh, And then I started playing Hand of Fate 2, which is uh, obviously a sequel to Hand of Fate 1, (laughs) but it's a... It's this cool combination of like a a tabletop card game, role-playing game almost. So there's a dealer and he like lays down face-down cards on the table and you sort of journey through them. And then like when it flips up, it's an event. So it could be a combat event or it could be something else. It could be a shop where you can buy things at. It could be an encounter that could go, you know, one of multiple ways depending on your actions for it. Mm. And there's all sorts of random things like there's dice rolling to find out if you succeed at these encounters. Uh, This one has added a couple sort of more timing-based skill checks. Mm. And then the usual one that they do is cards. So there's four cards and they start face up and it can be like success, great success, failure, really bad failure <laughs> and then you have to just like pick one of the cards to see what the outcome of the encounter is so they've added a lot more cards a lot more weapons and things you can use they added companions in this game which is neat so when you do your combat uh, you have someone who's fighting with you and the companions all also have their own little series of encounters you need to find and resolve for them in order to get them on your side permanently and uh it's neat it's like like being able to play a a a role-playing game without needing to have any friends (laughs) uh so yeah it's i've really been liking it and also this one they changed it in the first one it was just like one sort of stock character that you would play and see when combat and this one you could sort of customize your character a little bit more and Mm. you can be a a man or a woman so uh yeah i've been really enjoying that although it's difficult i've been it's been much harder than the first one so far so Mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been doing? Uh, I, uh, so I'm playing another uh, tabletop game um, with, uh, with some friends, and uh, it's called Monster of the Week uh, on the 
apocalypse engine i guess is that mm-hmm. how you say it no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um written by michael sands and steve hickey and um basically at least the way um that the the dm has set it up uh who is uh zufi who we've had on the show before um she she set it up so that we do um kind of inspired by supernatural episode type things each time we play um so each each uh like game session uh is meant to be two and a half hours or so um and by the time we're at the end we like should have finished uh like the mystery um so it's not drawn out over like multiple sessions kind of thing um and uh we we have i think there's eight no seven people total but we like rotate who plays so if if somebody's available on a certain day then four people will go and then the next week it might not be the same people that are playing so that's been really cool i've played i think with everybody in our group so far um and we all have like different um different abilities like our characters are all uh different doesn't allow for the game like suggests that you pick a different class so that nobody's kind of overlapping too much mm-hmm. um so we have like the classes are are like they range from like characters who are like seasoned monster hunters to um like actual like half monster people to people that have like had an encounter with like a divine being like kind of like castiel from supernatural mm-hmm. um and then uh like normal <laughs> people <laughs> um and my character is like the class name is the mundane which okay sure but uh <laughs> she she's just like you know a normal person who doesn't have like any special powers or anything like that um so it's it's interesting like uh and i know zuvi mentioned mentioned this on twitter but one of the moves that i picked was um if i want to try and protect somebody there's like a a mundane specific move you can use where you just tell them the truth Mm um (laughs) so (laughs) The first couple times that I did it, it worked, and I made the rolls, but the last time that we played, both times that I tried to do it, I failed the roll, mm-hmm. and the person, like, the first time the person was like, um, I don't know what you're talking about, that sounds really stupid, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm gonna call the cops now, <laughs> kind of thing, so, um, but I don't, like, sometimes it works out really well, where they're like, okay, yeah, uh, that sounds like something that you guys know way more about, so I'll just be over here and you can go do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun. We just did a a time loop um, uh, session where this one was actually, we did it over two, two nights um, and had to like solve where the time loop was coming from and um, yeah, and that was really fun. Cool. Yeah, it's a good little game. Like, it doesn't require, like, a lot of really complicated dice rolls. Like, you pretty much just use uh, D6s, like, just a regular six-sided die. So that's it's, like, super easy uh, to get into even as well. Nice. Do you use, like, roll 20 or do you just use, like, actual dice? Um, I think one person that we play with uses actual dice. Uh, and then we actually uh, play over Discord. Um, and we added like a roll bot to the server. So you just um, like type in a command and it will roll dice for you. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, okay. So what else have I been doing? Um, I watched a couple movies. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> I <ones>. watched, <laughs> well, well, uh, so <laughs> I watched Justice League. Uh, no. Which, um, after Batman versus Superman, my expectations were so low that I watched this and I was like, that's okay. Oh, no. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was, like, 
just very okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that Barry Allen, who oh, yeah. is not a character I was familiar with at all, was funny. Like, I thought he was the best part mm. of the movie. I had no idea who that robot guy was. Cyborg? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, his literal name? Cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really remember what happened. Mm. Oh, oh, Superman came back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah actually, the Superman stuff I found kind of a little overwrought, but I don't know. I thought the characters were handled a little bit better mm. than they had been in previous movies yeah it was okay and i was excited for the um the after credit scene when we saw that joe manganello is deathstroke is that his name Uh, i think think that's who it is yeah yeah so i like him (laughs) but yeah it was like just you know whatever i wasn't angry to have watched it like i was with (laughs) batman versus superman so yeah (laughs) that's good (laughs) did you not like it uh no no i thought it was pretty stupid (laughs) yeah uh so then the other movie i watched was the new tomb raider Mm. and i actually liked that a lot uh it I really liked Alicia Vikander in it. I actually liked this version of Lara even better than the game version that it's based on, pretty much. Mm. Uh, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's it's cool how, like, in some ways, it's very, very similar to the first game. Like, they're going to the island of Yamatai to find Himiko, uh, the reason why she's going there is a little different, and they presented her as, um, like, in the game, she's had just graduated. Like, she's spent a lot of time in school, whereas in the movie, she's kind of, after the disappearance of her father, she's just kind of bumming around. Mm. You see that she's doing a lot of, like, very, very physical things, but she's not super interested in, you know, going to school or having a real job or anything like that. But they've got some of even the same set pieces from the game, like the one where you're, where she's in the the airplane over the waterfall and then ends up um, parachuting through the trees. <laughs> like it's almost exactly the same as the game, but and then in, in a bunch of other ways they sort of go in a different direction with it. But I really like her. She's sort of a little a little more cocky, a little more of a smartass than she has been in the reboot of the game so far. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. And they also, um, her first sort of kill scene, it's in a very different context than it was in the game. But, you know, you see her have a lot of trouble. And then I counted, and she only kills seven people in the movie, which for the average people is kind of a lot. But in terms of, you know, action movies seven people is you know restrained so (laughs) i'm like thinking about the games you Mm -hmm. kill a lot of people yeah so it also sort of seemed a little more authentic that way so it wasn't just like all of a sudden she was rambo but Mm. uh yeah i really liked it awesome uh what else have you been doing um i watched the sense8 finale Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it wraps everything up really well. Um, I wasn't sure how they were going to do it with, like, it was, like, two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything gets wrapped up really nicely. There's, like, lots of cool, um, like, switching, like, perspectives and stuff like that, which I love because... That is so cool. (laughs) Um, One, like, I don't know. One one gripe that I have is I don't think they showed enough of um, Caffius's, like, what was going on with the election and and stuff like that in his his home country. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I feel like he didn't get as much screen time as everybody else and i know that that's difficult because there are so many of them but um 
I was like, where, what happened? I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Because uh, you basically see like very, very little of, of like the repercussions of what, what happened in the, like the last season for him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I was kind of a little, I was a little disappointed with that because um, I wanted to see him like, you know, get elected into power and like change a bunch of shit, but that's okay, I guess. Uh, well, I was gonna say we could wait for the next season, but there is no next season. <laughs> there is season. no next season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, otherwise, like it was very good, like it, like it usually is. Um, and it was there were some really good like, uh, like emotional moments and some really good like revenge moments that were also mm. excellent. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't like even though everything got wrapped up really nicely and um, the storylines all kind of got at least mostly resolved, it, it, I don't know, I wish that they had had another season to do it. Right. But, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. I was actually, since after you talked about season two or... After you talked about it last time, mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to start season two. And then I found it on Netflix and I was like, the premiere is two hours long. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to watch it <laughs> right now, which is, of course, ridiculous. Like, I'm sure I watched four hours of whatever I decided to watch instead. But <laughs> <laughs> that, like, two-hour episode, I was like, oh, maybe another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a bit daunting when you're like, oh, that's not like it's not a movie so Mm -hmm. i shouldn't be sitting for that long (laughs) yeah uh so i watched uh evil genius which is one of the sort of new crime documentaries on netflix and it's about the case where um a guy had gone in to rob a bank and he had a bomb strapped around his neck. Mm. And it was this very strange case where no one knew, like, what happened, why he had a bomb strapped around his neck, who was the mastermind behind this plan, because the guy was a pizza delivery man. So, like, no one knew if he was in on it. Uh, It was very, very interesting. It was nice because it was only four episodes long, Mm. I think. So it was nice sort of quick one, but it sort of goes into all of the characters that are suspected to have been involved in this plot and uh, talking to them, like the woman who was sort of in the center of it and the the focus of the documentary was this, uh, I don't know, she was like a real piece of work. She had some obvious mental issues but she kept getting declared fit by the courts Mm. so but she was also like it was it's strange because there was some some interview footage of her in which where she just kind of seemed very unhinged but everyone who talked about her was like oh she's so charismatic she's such a good liar people believe her and like her Uh so it was it was a really kind of interesting story and uh, I like how it was put together. Although, one warning I would give people is that you see someone die like ten minutes into the first episode. Oh, so okay. <laughs> yes, it's not like super. Like the visual fidelity isn't great, but it's like you are seeing someone. Yeah. Die. <laughs> um, but it was uh, yeah, it was really neat. Uh, anything else for you? Uh, the last thing that I actually sat down to watch is the stage finals for Overwatch, the latest stage, uh, finals, which I think was stage four. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was really good because, uh, somehow Dallas Fuel snuck in there to be in the playoffs. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched any Overwatch this this uh, uh, stage, so yeah. oh okay. Yeah, I think Fusion. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Philadelphia Fusion needed to four o 
London Spitfire. Uh, and they didn't. So, uh, because of that, Dallas Fuel ended up in the playoff matches uh, against New York Excelsior. Um, and so the, the four teams that were in it were Valiant, uh, Gladiators, the two LA teams, Dallas and New York. Um, and Gladiators got to pick who they wanted to play, and they picked the Valiant, mm-hmm. uh, which was really good. That was probably one of the better uh, games the whole day. It was the first one, um, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And you could hear, like, all of the cheers and stuff from the crowd because, like, they're both LA teams, so like all of their fans are oh yeah, <laughs> really invested. Um, and that went three two for Valiant in their favor, so they moved on. Uh, and then surprisingly, the match between Dallas and New York also went to five maps. Oh wow! Um, yeah, Dallas did really well. Uh, given like I don't think New York was super prepared to have to play against them. Um, when I don't blame them because, you know, I feel like you think that you're going to be playing somebody else and that's, you know, and mm-hmm. Dallas hasn't, you know, they're getting better, but they haven't like historically been the greatest, um, team. So, uh, that map went to five and then was three, two in New York's favor. So the finals were, uh, New York versus LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and like pretty anticlimactic, um, like the maps went three one uh for Valiant. Oh. Yeah. So wow. Valiant Valiant took a took a stage win, which was really good because I'm Valiant I feel like I, I like and one of the things that made me really happy was Agilities was was in the like in the team when they won on stage. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like he got like kind of I don't know shit on when they, oh. doing, when they were doing like they did that you know like that in and out meme thing that that happened in the in the league i don't know if you do or not oh i don't know that um like they they were doing like a reality type tv show well it was on youtube but you know mm-hmm. like a reality series and the ceo of the company uh noah winston um he owns like immortals and that's la is the Valiant is part of that. Um, mm-hmm. And he took Agilities, like, to in and out for dinner and then, like, talked to him in the parking lot uh, in the car, like, as it was raining, like, about his performance in the team and, like, how he needed to, like, step it up and, like, be better. So, oh. yeah, and, like, they moved him to uh, the sister team when they still had uh, that many people to have, make a second, like, in-house team. Um and, you know, like, people were kind of making fun of, you know, anyone that did poorly, they would say, like, oh, we're taking them to in and out Like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so poor Agility, he's, like, this 18-year-old tiny baby boy, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's Canadian, so I have a soft spot yeah, for him. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so it was just so good to see him on, like, the winning roster like on stage and I was like oh my gosh yay that's awesome because I know whenever I saw him play I felt like the opposite team would just like laser focus Mm. in on him like usually you would go after like a healer or something but they're just like oh nope we're killing you (laughs) goodbye Genji like yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I don't know poor guy and then who else do I like that's on Valiant oh Custa who was on the fuel got traded to the valiant and he was there in the winning lineup too and i was like yes <laughs> nice so that was really good um and then next up are like the playoffs for the year like the big big playoffs oh yeah um what what's the the format for that or the teams uh, the series is so it says the six qualifying teams are assigned seeds based on their regular season records. Uh, in the quarterfinals, the sixth seed will play the third seed, while mm-hmm. the fifth seed will play the fourth seed. And then in the semifinals, the lowest seeded quarterfinal winner will face the first seed, and then the highest seeded highest seeded quarterfinal 
quarterfinals winner will face the second <laughs> seed. And then the winner of those matches uh, face off in the grand finals. Um, and then everything is uh, best of three, like same as in the uh, regular season, which like, you know, you could have five maps total. Um, right. So, yeah. So it's <laughs> the first place seed is New York. Second place mm-hmm. seed is Valiant, and then it goes Boston, uh, L.A. Gladiators, London Spitfire, and then Philadelphia Fusion. Oh. Yeah. They kind of snuck in there. I feel like they weren't, like, on anybody's radar until this very last season. Same with Boston. Like, Boston really climbed up out of <laughs> out of their hole, <laughs> which is good. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a different lineup, um, for, for, like, final playoffs than I think a lot of people were expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how the, how things have gone. I'm wondering, like, if it was just teams that were starting out, you know, not very well, like, sort of learning to play together mm-hmm. or those substitutions, because, um, I mean, at the beginning, it definitely felt like the three Korean teams were just gonna sweep everything yeah yeah and then the rest of the teams that kind of were put together later well not later but like put together with people that hadn't been playing together for a long period of time kind of just you know eventually hit their stride and Mm -hmm. started doing really well so right yeah uh so we have some questions from Orkchop. do you want to just oh yeah yeah do those here yes (laughs) a lot of a lot of overwatch league questions uh so we talked about last week um is there anything you want to see in season two mm, uh i'm hoping for more um more teams like i want i want a local team that'd be really great but it doesn't sound like we're getting one mm. <laughs> uh <laughs> like i'm pretty sure like i think they're like rumors and stuff but i'm pretty sure there's gonna be like a a Berlin team, and then, oh, I can't remember the other name, shoot, um, but yeah, I want to see, like, more, I don't know, no more, we don't need any more American teams, sorry, America, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I want to see some teams from other places, like, a team from, like, Brazil would be really cool, Mm -hmm. uh, like, somewhere in South America would be awesome, um, and I want to see you more women players um yeah. in the league that'd be great <laughs> yeah or even some women on the desk or something yeah i mean i know is always there but she's often the i, I don't know what's it called like the interviewer like, rather not, than they're the kind of like a host but like not not really a they like share that with uh like pucket who's on the desk hosting yeah so I don't know. even like some casters yeah, it'd be really cool to see to see a lady caster for sure. Just mm-hmm. get rid of get rid of Semler <laughs> and mm-hmm. have somebody else, please. <laughs> yeah. In season two, I would like to see first of all a team for me to cheer for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then an easy way to just watch that team's games and not. 20 games a week mm, yeah yeah i want i want the schedule to be like r- overhauled pretty much where mm-hmm. where they're not playing like uh four days in a row and like you know getting maybe like a day off i don't think that's enough yeah. time like i think yeah that the schedule needs to be like looked at uh from the perspective that these these they're like they're kids and some of them this is like their first job that they've ever had and they're gonna get like super burnt out depending on you know how many years this keeps going or how much games they get to play over the year and yeah 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 i almost think that the season should be like spread out longer with less games per week or something like that like i'm just trying to compare it to other sports where it's generally like a longer season, but I guess it depends on the sport. Yeah. <laughs> so Orkchop also had a question about Shanghai. He thinks that they're going to trounce an unsuspecting expansion <laughs> team in the open week, opening week of season two. Uh, do you think they're going to 
win the first game? <laughs> uh, I think they that they're like that they will win a game in season two at least at least one. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think uh, like seeing you could clearly see how. Uh, how they were progressing, um, you know, with regards to strategy and being able to communicate better with each other. Like, I feel like that that was something that we could see, um, like, tangible results uh, when you were watching um, their matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know about trouncing. I think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> uh, I feel like... You know, we'll we'll see. Like maybe they'll get to a fifth map, and it'll be like, you know, one of those like hard fought wins. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because there's like part of me that's like, I hope they win. Like I love them, so I hope they win. Um, it's like been really disheartening to see them go zero and forty. Like, uh, so I don't know. I just yeah, I hope they do. I don't want to like get my hopes up because i feel like i already did that Mm -hmm. (laughs) with them this year um and i don't want to put like too much pressure on on them to you know yeah be to you know to win games but Mm -hmm. i know that they want to win too so i don't know it's hard yeah uh so the um the all-star roster Mm-hmm. just got announced and i'm very excited to see that gaguri is going to be Yay. one of the tanks for the pacific division <laughs> i'm honestly like i didn't watch any of last stage as i said so i didn't really see the sort of shanghai progression but i'm really excited to see her with a good main tank and good healers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it'll be really interesting. Like Ryu Jaehong as a healer rather than someone who's just going to be dead all game <laughs> poor free feel yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm excited to see that yeah i feel like they got the most rounded out team but they don't have someone that plays tracer like they don't have like a tracer specialist which oh, okay. a lot of people are like oh you need one but we'll, we'll see also they have like the most the most like diverse team uh in terms of like how many people from one team are on it (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the second team has four people from new york like right come on (laughs) i feel like that i don't know i feel like that shouldn't be allowed to happen but at the same time you know whatever i guess yeah (laughs) i mean it's all just based on fan votes so yeah um i i feel like having um fisher and Gregory together will be really interesting because I've seen clips of them play um like competitive together uh and they're like from what I've seen they're actually like a pretty good tank duo just in like you know random competitive matches so Mm -hmm. that'll be really neat um and then like Custa is a very good healer Ru Jaehong's a good healer and then you've got Fleta and Seagull and both of them are both like, Seagull will probably be relieved to be playing DPS more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and and then, of course, like, there's Fleta. So, you know, I the other team, I feel like they're going to struggle because they don't have a, like, who's going to play their flex tank? Who's going right. to be their diva? Like, they, they don't have a diva player. Hmm. So. Interesting. What yeah. is the All-Star? Is it, is it just a game? Uh, I think they've talked about... Uh, it says uh, a series of custom skill matches. Oh, so okay. I hope I hope they do like I want to see like mystery heroes. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, and like you know you you only get to play like certain heroes uh, mm-hmm. and like and 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 maybe like a best of three like you know where they actually like play against each other on the same you know patch that the playoffs are being played on. Like just to you know, see how they do on the actual, like, tournament maps, I think would right. be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I want to see, like, a bunch of goofy shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, is that all for Overwatch? Uh, there's one question about what, 
what we would name an Overwatch League team that that came out of Toronto. Um, I feel like the people that put it in the city would go for something like six related. Because, uh, mm. like, the city's kind of nickname it has become, like, the six. A lot of people call Blech. it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, you can, and, like, there's six players on an Overwatch team, so there's tons oh. of things that you could do with, with that name. Um, I don't know. Like, I... I was thinking, I thought about this earlier, but, like, none of the names that I came up with were good. Like, I was like, no, these are stupid. Uh... And, and like, as for colors, I don't, I don't really know. I, I like, I want something cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want more, like, red and yellow, which I don't think Toronto would ever do. Like, I feel like we would get something closer to, like, oh, I don't want to say, like, Leafs colors, but I'm pretty sure, like, blue and white and, and some other color would hmm. be what they end up picking. Right. But yeah, I, I think, like. So good. I, I was like, I want like ridiculous colors, like oh. bright pink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like red and white would be too on the nose. But yeah, I could see like a red black or something. I actually really Ooh. like the Raptors colors, yes. like the red and purple. Red and purple but... and black would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's do those. Okay. <laughs> let's just make it the Toronto Raptors team, but in Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I saw a clip. Uh, uh, tangentially I saw a clip on <laughs> Twitter of like um, the Raptors have like a oh gosh like a uh, what is it called it's not like a little league that's not the right term it's not it maybe like a minors like minor team. league or yeah um, and they were like welcome to like our house and I was like oh shit did we get a gaming house for a <laughs> Toronto Overwatch League team but no it was for a basketball team and I got uh. disappointed because <laughs> um, I was about to be like oh shit but no um but I think I think like that that whoever owns them I don't even know could could probably afford an Overwatch team and I feel like with Drake plays video games, so he could probably, like... He could buy one. Yeah, <laughs> like, he could throw his weight behind a, a Toronto Overwatch League team. Like, I think it's possible. It's just... And it would definitely be called the Six. Yes. In that case, <laughs> yes, it would. It would have something to do with that. Um, I don't... I don't want to answer who do I want to be in it, because I have no idea um mm-hmm. i just want them to win unlike yeah. <laughs> our other sports teams in this city uh, um and then finally uh if there was going to be a second uh i assume you mean second korea based overwatch team uh which city do you think it would be from uh busan easy that's they're like that's like the second biggest city in the in the country and there already is or was uh contenders team so gc busan came from there uh so i'm pretty sure that it would be that mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the those are the only two cities i can name so, so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're the two biggest ones so yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i think that's about it all right um so I had a couple other things that I was doing yeah. this week. Um, I started watching season two of Queer Eye, mm. which I love. Um, I'm, I have one episode left to go. Uh, so far, they haven't pulled any bullshit like that cop episode in the first oh, season. That's good. So <laughs> I'm happy about that. Uh, and they've also expanded their horizons a little bit. The first episode was for a woman. <gasps> And it was, like, a real tearjerker, just, like, (laughs) crying through the whole episode. She, like, uh, was, like, sort of the pillar of her tiny little community, and she wanted to build a community center, and there was, like, a church homecoming, and her own son was gay, and he didn't feel welcome in the church, but she was trying to get him to come, and it was just, like, it was a lot, a lot. Oh, no. Um. And then the second episode, I forget what the second episode was, but it was also fairly, I cried a bit on that one. Mm. And then they also 
had a trans man uh, as one of them. So that was oh a really gosh. good oh, episode no. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, a lot of crying. Although I now I'm kind of disappointed when I don't cry during the episodes. Like <laughs> there's so far there's been three out of the seven I've watched. So like the other ones when I'm. When I'm not crying, I'm just kind of like, mm, you're not doing your job show. <laughs> <laughs> I watch this to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love it. I love um, all those nice boys. Mm. Uh, Karamo, Karamo, right? Yeah. Karamo, yeah. Karamo especially. He's just like fixing everyone's life yeah. in every episode. And he's also just like got this perfectly symmetrical face and he's very nice to look at so uh yeah it's been really good i'm looking forward to the final episode which i hope will make me cry because it should <laughs> Pro- uh, probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh was there anything else for you uh no that's that's no. all i've been up to yeah all right, so I'll just go on to my last thing, which is I started listening to a new podcast, and it is called Blessed Be the Fruit Salad, and it's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's by this podcasting team called uh, Three Busy Ladies. Uh, they've done a series of podcasts. I think they did one on the last season of Game of Thrones. Uh, they've done podcasts on, like, Wonder Woman, so they just sort of, like, do a uh, episode by episode thing oh they also did american gods i think that's what they started with mm. but it's been good so far i've only gotten a couple episodes into it but it's nice to see some more analysis of that show and uh yeah they're really hilarious and it's just sort of driving home how much uh how much i like the handmaid's tale but also how disturbing it is mm. like i've been caught up on season watching season two and i just like if a man in power doesn't get stabbed in the neck soon <laughs> i won't be pleased <laughs> basically i will be done with the show <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that is it for me awesome. so we have a couple more questions both of them, again, are from Orkchop. Thanks, Orkchop. <laughs> Thank you, Orkchop, for giving us something to talk about. Uh, so the first one is, what were your favorite games and announcements from E3? Oh, man. Um, I, uh, so I, I, I was looking forward to hearing more about Anthem, but um, I think the like the not even like full trailer that we got but the teaser that we got mm-hmm. from uh bethesda about what's it called starfield where it's mm. like oh we're gonna make a game in space and i was like yeah oh, yes <laughs> oh my gosh i like i was so excited i was like yes give me more space games and then <laughs> i feel like i don't know anthem i was like all right whatever and then i heard like oh yeah there's only gonna be like no, no, like, romancy typey things. Like, only, like, relationships and stuff. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. friendships are important. But at the same time, I want to do some kissing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anthem does not seem like a game I'm interested at all. Which no. is super unfortunate. Um, yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it was just, I don't know, like, I've... I heard I listened to all of Waypoint's coverage on E3 and uh, Austin and Patrick like actually got to play Anthem and they said it was like it felt good to play mm. but just uh, I'm not all that interested in like persistent online worlds yeah. and even though it's supposed to be when you go into cities or whatever it sort of becomes a single player game again which sounds a lot like I think it was the Conan MMO which did that uh. Um, I didn't play that for very long. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like Bioware. Know your base. Like, yeah. <laughs> cater yeah. to me. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, and then what other, uh, Cyberpunk? Mm. 
Cyberpunk looks so good, and they like they've expanded more on like how how the main character uh, can be customized and changed. So you can have yeah, I think there's like male and female, or or I'm I saw somewhere that they could have like they them pronouns, which mm-hmm. is cool. So you can be like non-binary, um, and you can like change the appearance and stuff of them. And I was like, yes, 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 like <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. Um, and I watched, uh, Adam Coble, he did, like, a, a trailer analysis, and he was talking about, like, all of the cool stuff that was in it, and, like, how it relates to, like, actual, like, cyberpunk stuff, uh, like, because I don't have a lot of knowledge on that, uh, that genre, like, at all, um, but he was going through, like, all oh, these are neat callbacks, and, like, this is really cool, so he did, like, a, it was, like, an hour long of analyzing oh, wow. that, that trailer yeah it's super long um but it's really good so i'm i'm really looking forward to to that game like oh, yeah. yeah and it I, just looks cool i agree i've been looking forward to that i was watching the microsoft conference it's the only mm-hmm. one that i actually watched live and as they were going i was like you know they really need to like announced that cyberpunk is going to be an xbox exclusive or something and you know it wasn't quite that but they did end the show with the cyberpunk Mm -hmm. trailer so i was like well i mean close enough i guess yeah (laughs) uh but yeah i think it looks great i love the setting um cd project red does such good sort of like quests and story stuff so I'm excited because, like, The Witcher 3 was an interesting game with lots of cool side quests and characters, but at the same time, I didn't like playing it. Like, I didn't like the combat or anything in it, so I was actually pretty happy when it was announced that this was going to be a first-person shooter, Uh, basically. So I, I feel like I will the gameplay will resonate a little more with me that way so that I can enjoy both the story and actually playing it, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And all, again, all the coverage I've heard from the people who like went and attended the demo with the developers, everyone has been it's, pretty amazed yeah, so far. Super so. positive, mm-hmm. like what everybody's been saying. Yep. Um, there were a couple other ones that I noticed that... Uh, uh, that I thought were kind of cool, the Sea of Solitude. Mm. Um, one, the trailer for that is beautiful, um, and it's like a story about like how humans can turn into monsters if they get really lonely, mm-hmm. um, which I think will be really interesting to explore. Um, there's like a free game based in the Life is Strange universe that I think comes out mm. on Monday. Something oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, like really soon. Um, which looked really cool. Like it just looked really cute with this little boy like, you know, playing pretend superhero and like actually seeing like real like fireballs and stuff come out of his hands like, <laughs> that he was imagining. I thought that was really good. Um, and then there was one more that looked kind of like Studio Ghibli ish. Oh, um, starts with an S. Uh, I'm going through my list. Oh, Sable. Yeah. Yeah. Which looked really pretty. And I don't know what it's about at all, but it looks really good. <laughs> I'm a sucker yeah. for that kind of animation. Yeah, it looks like scavenging through the desert, kind of. Mm. Like, almost like the beginning of. Um, the Star Wars, what's it called? The Force Awakens, like where oh. Rey is just like going through old wreckage and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that looked uh, that looked nice. Um, is that it for you? Uh, I mean, there's two big ones that are like I think everybody was waiting to see, which is The Last of Us Part Two hmm. and Death Stranding. <laughs> Which oh. I still don't know what is going on, but we actually kind of saw what might be gameplay. Uh, I didn't even watch the trailer for oh, that. You I've just should, been. You oh, okay. Should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we kind of see like it looks like to me. Here's here's what I think is going on: is the world's been taken over by some weird like creatures that we can't see, and there's only certain people that can see them. Mm-hmm. and they, I don't know, they, like, 
feed off of like life essence or whatever but i don't know um and and people have the ability to like order stuff and there's people that are like messengers or delivery people and they like deliver things and you kind of are like on your own delivering stuff throughout like a world that's like super quiet but you have to like avoid these weird like shadow monster thingies hmm. i have like it's so wild like <laughs> i have no idea what's going on um but it looks it looks really cool and i'm kind of actually interested in it now um because yeah i think it looks wild like nothing at all like what i thought it was going to be like like i thought it was going to go more like resident evil angle and maybe we haven't seen like that kind of gameplay or anything out of it yet uh but i don't i feel like it's not going that way but Mm. also they're only choosing to show us certain things so i have no idea (laughs) right interesting yeah i guess i'll watch the trailer i've just been so tired of it like kojima's (laughs) antics Yeah, it's like, please just stop and release it already. Yeah. Oh. And uh, what did you think of The Last of Us? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I was watching the trailer, um, and I was, like, sitting at my desk, and I was like, <gasps> kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> my boyfriend put it up on the TV, and he's like, come watch it on the TV instead of your computer. So I, like, ran out, and I was like, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> I was like, they're kissing. <laughs> Um, I thought the trailer was so good. Um, the gameplay looks really, like, really wild. Like, I don't know how, how stealthy you can, like, I could actually be in a game like that. Um, Mm. but I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's like the parts of Tomb Raider that I really like where you can use the bow to, like, kill people. Um, and it looks, uh, surprisingly a lot more, uh, violent than I thought. Hmm. Um, but, like you're fighting people like it didn't look like there were any monsters like they all looked like i wondered about that too because that was sort of the setup of the first game and even though you did end up killing a lot of humans as well it was weird that i haven't seen any yeah infected yeah in any of the really strange um Mm -hmm. my my biggest fear is that they will do a storyline where ellie's girlfriend i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's their relationship but where she gets like infected or whatever Uh. yeah or that uh (laughs) she gets fridged or she is like the um catalyst for ellie either like going to explore like what's going on can she find a cure or being like finding out like oh shit i am the cure and then she has to like sacrifice herself Mm. you know I don't want that. I want them to be happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hope I hope it's not like that because I mean in the Left Behind that was kind of the story mm-hmm. like her friend who she obviously had romantic feelings for yeah. dying at the end. Um so I would hope that they wouldn't sort of <laughs> redo that on a larger scale. <laughs> but yeah, it looked interesting. Like, the animation was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first time I've seen a video game kiss where it didn't just look yeah. like two Barbie <laughs> heads smushing together. Um, but, yeah, I it was good. I didn't... I, I was... Be- felt better about the violence in this trailer. Like, when they put out the first trailer, which is just, like, a bunch of characters that you didn't know just, like, breaking arms and, like, slitting bellies open and i was just like oh this is kind of off-putting whereas Mm. i don't know it's i i thought it worked with the sort of contrast between that nice kiss and then yeah ellie having to do a bunch of terrible things but uh yeah it looks good i i will probably play it yep (laughs) uh so the other things that i'm excited for are Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, yes. Which is beautiful. Um, there's going to be another Doom game, Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a whole lot to say about that. Doom 2016 ended up being like one of my favorite games. <laughs> so more Doom is good. Uh, there also, I was excited about the Wolfenstein 
mm. uh, Young Blood. So it's sort of like a spin-off kind of not full game, I think, just like the old Blood was for the first game, I think. And in it, you play uh, BJ's twin daughters. Oh. So you can play co-op or you can play single player. But yeah, so you get to play as a lady for the first time in a Wolfenstein game, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, what else? Uh, Dying Light 2, which Dying Light 1 is a game I wasn't, I never played. Like, I play a lot of sort of zombie survival games, but this is just one that I never really got to. Mm. But for Dying Light 2, they brought out Chris Avalone to talk about it because he's like the narrative director or something. And he's made like all my favorite computer role-playing games. So I'm really excited to see what he will do with that. So it seems like it's going to be a lot more story-based and choice-based in addition to like fighting zombies and collecting materials and things like that. Mm, cool. And then the last one, which is sort of the most kind of off-the-wall one, is a game called Man Eater. <laughs> and you play a shark and you eat the mans. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I missed that. <laughs> it was in the uh, the PC gaming conference, and it's described as a single-player action RPG set in the Gulf Coast. Amazing. Fight to survive in the open ocean with danger lurking at every depth. And so you play a bull shark, and you, like, eat people and explore the world (laughs) (laughs) and apparently i'm just i'm actually just on the website now it's also a tale of revenge okay (laughs) and there are deep stats and role-playing involved so this is looks ridiculous and i would like to play it that's amazing Can you have romances as a shark? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, if they say that there is, then I'm buying it 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one more question. Oh, I forgot nope. about Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was a close one. Whew. <laughs> how cool does that look so cool it looks cool because i at first i was just like oh, assassin's creed i don't care yes yeah, but then it's like bioware assassin's creed yes <laughs> <laughs> everything that bioware has stopped doing other companies are like hello it's our turn mm-hmm. now <laughs> yeah oh i'm so, so. excited like what and like watching my twitter feed like talk about it at the same time was really cool like um people that 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 i don't think have ever played a single assassin's creed game were like ooh, like i want to try this now mm-hmm. um which like that's that's so cool and like the i kind of i i haven't played the most recent one um where they're in egypt i think um, mm. But I've heard that that's a really good game, so I was kind of like, ooh, maybe I should go and check that out. Because, uh, like, they lost me when they did the C one. I didn't care about that at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was kind of like, nah, whatever. Like, Assassin's Creed, bleh. But now I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It just looks so cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So our last question is somewhat related to this one. Uh, What do you think about storytelling and shared world games? Are you excited about Anthem and Fallout 76? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, like, cautiously excited about a new Fallout game. Um, But I don't, like, I I don't care how small the chances are that I'm going to see someone else. I don't want to see someone else. Like yeah, I don't, I I feel don't like want anything to do with that. You would see someone else. Yeah, like, like that's yeah. I don't know. It's I'm not excited about Fallout seventy six at all. No. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like what I want to play. Yeah. Uh, I like I I'll I would be interested if it's like my hope is that it's like a 
kind of like their mobile game but but obviously not like the mobile game <laughs> um mm-hmm. but like you know vault and like community management um and 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 less like huge open world which i know that's a lot to ask for <laughs> mm-hmm. um i like i don't i don't know i don't i don't i don't want online content i want like single player content that's that's what i want in my games lately like i don't you know i don't want any of the extra like online like ooh multiplayer or or stuff mm-hmm. like that like I, I don't want that i just want to be able to like yeah. putter around in my own zone and do whatever i want to without worrying that someone's going to come along and be like it's my vault now and i'm like yeah. what no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i the few multiplayer games that i play it's like i i love single play single player story heavy games Mm -hmm. but as soon as it becomes a multiplayer thing whether it was like world of warcraft or overwatch or anything like i don't care about the story at all like i just want to kill raid bosses or i just want my ranked number to go up (laughs) higher um i don't care about what the background is or in wow what the quest text is Mm -hmm. so like they're very separate experiences for me yeah so i'm not interested in like i don't know making my own fun or making my own stories like that's why i give people my money so they can tell me stories (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i can agree with that all right i think that's it for this episode Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you want to tell people where they can find you before uh, you go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Clary with an underscore. It's K-A-L-E-R-I with an underscore. And you can find me at Josila underscore. Or you can find me on YouTube at Cannot Be Tamed. And if you have any feedback or questions, you can reach out at MediaMavensCast at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at underscore MediaMavens. There is also a forum for discussion of any of our episodes at cartridgeclub.org. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 